Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 20 of In the Movies. This week, we're talking about the 2016 award season. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The Oscar goes to... This week, we're not starting with our usual recently watched and movie news. Uh, because we are going to be doing something different with that. We're going to be filling in the gaps between the weeks of with our regular episodes with little mini-episodes called This Week in the Movies, where we're going to talk about what we've been watching and trailers we saw and movie news and all that kind of fun stuff. And it'll just be a short little episode of that stuff so that our episodes can just be about what they're about and be a little bit shorter. So, yeah. Yeah, so you're still going to get all the same information that we would normally give you guys, but just a little mini-episode because Tish and I um, have to work in the mornings and sometimes we can't record <laughs> two-hour-long podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, everything will still be there. You'll just get a little mini-treat on our kind of off-weeks with the podcast. Yeah, so hopefully that'll mean we will have something every single week. It'll just be maybe like half and half or yes. some like movie news stuff and then uh, just these cool episodes. Yeah. So let's get into this episode. Hooray. Which we're talking about award season, which just ended. Yes. In the culmination of the big one, the yeah. Oscars. <laughs> As always. So you did not watch the Oscars? I did not, because I don't have, like, TV or anything, and I don't... <laughs> care. Really care. <laughs> I did, like, check that night, like, social media and stuff. I was getting the highlights. Mm -hmm. I was checking IMDb to see who was winning, and all the nominations, like, just to get an idea. Yeah. And just, in general, the internet since then has been full of little <laughs> tidbits, so... Of course. I got the gist. I know who the winners are. And obviously, I did a lot of research for yeah. this, so I definitely know what was going on. I did watch the Oscars. My friend uh, from university and his girlfriend hosted an Oscar watch party where they made fun little Oscar bingo, and we all picked the winners, and I won because I'm the best. And uh, <laughs> it was actually a really fun way to do it, and yeah. not as depressing as it would have been otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I think award shows are... It would be more fun to do do something with yeah. it than to just watch because there's a lot of like talking and commercials and like stuff in between and then the moment. Mm -hmm. So you gotta have some friends to hang out with in between. It was definitely a good way to do it. Yeah, maybe we should do that next year. Okay. I'm already like ugh, <laughs> planning a party. <laughs> I don't have enough movie loving friends. I'll, like it's like you're you my and me. <laughs> just be us. Sitting in a room watching the Oscars. That sounds so depressing. We could be on Periscope and talk to people in there. In a year, we'll have fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very optimistic. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's start with um, what all the award shows are when we talk about award season. Um, these are. When you talk about the major awards, they're the American awards, mm -hmm. all different associations and academies, um, because that's where we live in Canada. So we're in that Western society, America, yeah. There are, of course, tons of other 
um, award shows and stuff uh, all over the world. But these are the major ones that everyone seems to care about. So, of course, we've got the Oscars, a.k.a. Academy Awards, uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's a big, obviously the biggest one. I think second to that would be the Golden Globes, which are from the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And they're different because they do film and TV. Yeah. Um, and the categories are mostly the same, except that they divide up uh, Best Picture and Screenplay and Actors into Drama and Comedy slash Musical. Yeah. Which is the only reason comedies get nominated. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the Oscars just has best picture. Yeah. And, I mean, I think everyone knows the Oscars tend to pretty much just be drama every year. Mm-hmm. And the only, kind of because of that, Golden Globe is generally the biggest awards for the comedies, I guess, that get nominated. Yeah, I think... I've seen, heard people talking about that the Oscars should divide it up like that because people who make comedies want to be acknowledged as well, but there's no way they're going to even be rarely even nominated. Yeah. I also think it's weird that it's comedy or musical. <laughs> I was always like, what? Why are those in the same category? They're like yeah. not really the same type of production they're necessarily. Not. I feel like it goes way back because it makes me think of, like, comedy and tragedy and, like, a musical would be in comedy and, like, old, like... Yeah. Because generally it's... It has more of the classic yeah. comedy tropes, but it's not... It's We're a long time it's since an Shakespeare. Odd. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've got dra- drama, comedy, and musical, which are considered in the same category. Like, that's all the types of movies we can have, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Anyway. It's kind of drama and everything else. Yeah. But, I mean, everything has drama. Unless it's, like, a crazy it's comedy. really boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to say something? Sure. Uh, we also have the Independent Spirit Awards. Um, so that's for independent <clears throat> filmmakers, yeah. specifically. And they also have different categories because they have... An award for first feature and first screenplay. Yeah, because it's to celebrate the up-and-comers. Yeah. And a lot of people who are putting their shit together with their own money because there's no other way to do it. Yeah. Unless you want to make a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. Calling, like, movie independent, I think, from what I understand, it's just that they don't have a major studio yeah. behind them. And Correct. they don't get, like... A studio asking them to make the movie and they don't so independent movies like they will have like a production studio it's not like just some person making it with you know <laughs> it and they could be but it's yeah. not <laughs> usually there is like various production companies of involved course. but just not a major studio and you don't have guaranteed distribution if you get the money to make it yeah. there's no guarantee that you can get it out there so that's what film festivals are generally for to um get picked up by a major studio or distributor so Mm -hmm. people will actually see your movie. So anyway, that's a lesson about what independent film is. (laughs) Um, Then we've got the Screen Actors Guild, the Producers Guild of America, and the Directors Guild of America all have their own awards. Yeah. 
those are pretty self-explanatory. Like, yeah, just get, I don't know what all the they kind of say are. it's like the ones like for their peers, right? Because it's yeah, actors voting on acting and producers. I don't know, voting on pr- pr- I, movies, Produ- movies <laughs> that are produced. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I should also say these that we're listing are considered the industry awards, yeah. meaning that there's a committee of people in the industry that are voting for these awards. Mm-hmm. Um, Tish also included on her very good list here the BAFTA Awards, which is the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. So it's actually technically UK, but it's like the big giant one. It's the one, like, Europe. foreign <laughs> one that we actually care yeah. about. Yeah. That we the only hear. one we care about because they speak English. Yeah. <laughs> basically. And, like, we get their movies over here. Yeah. So, people in America, Canada, like, when we hear somebody won a BAFTA, we probably have seen the movie they mm-hmm. were in or whatever. And then there are um, audience awards, like MTV Movies, um, Kids' Choice, Teen Choice, People's Choice, which is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. They vote online or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, it was interesting that we decided to do this. A lot of people have been talking, obviously, about the awards, especially with the controversy surrounding this year's in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it was just kind of, like, how many award shows do we need? <laughs> Especially when you think of, like, it's like it's all for the same thing, and it's all the same movies and the same people yeah, over and over again. And I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts I listen to, which is Greg Proop's Smartest Man in the World podcast, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't understand. He's like, it's the only industry that does this. He's like, we don't have comedian awards where we nominate for best female monologue in a supporting comedian <laughs> role or like in an opening act role. Like, yeah. he's like, it's the only, only industry that has this like massive mm-hmm. thing. And I think award shows aren't what they used to be back when it was the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. It was kind of like the lay people's only access to seeing the actors as like people mm-hmm. because we didn't have the media and the tabloid system and the internet obviously though but like the way that it is now where it's like constant you're constantly seeing pictures and mm-hmm. hearing things and tweets and you know yeah you'd know more about the actors and the people than you do about their movies exactly <laughs> and it didn't used to be like that and so it used to be a bigger thing just because it was like the one night and you're seeing all the stars yep. come out red carpets and the stars you know it's not like that anymore now you're like oh my yeah. god why won't this person leave me alone i've seen so much shit about <laughs> them <laughs> uh yeah it's really become quite a show indeed <laughs> <laughs> like the red carpet yeah is like two hours before the actual <laughs> show and then it's they fill the show with like so many stuff and it's all about who's hosting what and it's it's insane like yeah. they're like oh our pre-red carpet countdown oh and it starts at noon and I'm like why? The concept of a red carpet is really weird as well it's like people standing there with a bunch of like grown men screaming at them taking their picture yeah <laughs> They're just like, look, I'm wearing a dress. I'm attending this event and I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> look at this dress. Oh my god. And you're uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. It sounds horrifying. I know. 
get such anxiety <laughs> not to do that. I would just like walk through and be like, I'm going to the show. See ya. Mm-hmm. You have the awkward like spouses who like aren't part of the industry or yeah. are part of the industry, but no one cares about them, which is even more awkward. That would be sometimes. so awkward to be on a red carpet and they just like have to ask who you are. Yeah. Just like, you know what? If you have to ask, I shouldn't be here. I'm just going to go <laughs> I in. Know that. And they're like, can you step aside yeah. so we can just take a picture? For- oh, God. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> anyway, so those are the big ones. But yes. we're basically just going to talk about the Oscars. Yes. Because those are the big awards that everyone cares about. And kind of, uh, they're the last ones of the season. And I'm sure they have some sort of claim on that date. Like, no other awards can happen I'm pretty us. sure they do. Because yeah, literally like, not even at small awards or no. after. I'm it's, pretty sure yeah. you're correct. I'm, I know doubt in my mind that they have like a contractual thing that they're the last yeah but they're like the, considered like the the award for some mm-hmm. reason I don't know yeah who doesn't want a tiny gold man statue a little Oscar alright so let's talk about the Oscars um how about some of the biggest winners a little bit of a history lesson history of the Oscars brought to you by Tish <laughs> yeah. All right. So the biggest winners mm-hmm. uh, with the most nominations and awards: um, Titanic, nineteen ninety-seven, huge, like the biggest one, fourteen nominations, and it won eleven of those. Yes. And it was a big movie, though. I was watching the awards by that point, and I loved Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next biggest one was Ben Hur, nineteen fifty-nine. Twelve nominations and eleven awards. So they only lost one that they were nominated for. Yeah. Um, and another really big one, uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King in 2003. Nominated for eleven and won all of them. Yeah. So that's... Still impressive. Yeah. I'm not going to say that's the only one that's won all of its nominations, but definitely at this number. Yeah, definitely. That's in, like, the double digits. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. And the last one that we included on here was West Side Story, 1961, one of my favorite movies. 11 nominations and 10 awards. Yeah, so those are just some of the biggest ones. I've seen two of them. I have seen (laughs) all four of those movies. I don't watch a lot of old movies, I guess. Yeah. I saw Titanic in theaters. I had to promise my dad that I would sit through the whole thing without having to pee because I used to get up and pee during the movies all the time and he, he hated missing like the... Yeah. yeah. Damn. So that was the deal. <laughs> I don't think I saw anything in theaters when I was a kid. Because my parents wouldn't take us because they didn't care. That's fair. I remember... I don't know if we... I didn't think we had Titanic, but I remember my, like, older... I think my friend Lynn, who's mm-hmm. my babysitter, I think it was her that brought over Titanic on VHS. Two, two, two VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's so long. It was amazing. I probably, like, fell asleep halfway through. It was, like, such a weird thing. You got halfway through and it just, like, stopped... Yeah. And you had to, like, take out the tape and put in the other VHS tape. Oh, God. Tales yeah. of the olden days. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we're also going to talk about the biggest winners, kind of, yeah. this year. Um, the Revenant was nominated for 12 awards. It only took home three. 
So, yeah, not really a big winner, but that's a lot of... That was the most nominations. It was the most nominations, yeah. Um, really, the big winner would be Mad Max Fury Road, Woo-hoo. nominated for ten and won six of them. Yes. So the How biggest I, winner. Yeah. It didn't win the ones that are, quote, the big awards, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I find stupid, but it, it won all the technical ones. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. it's the best made film? Like... Yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Um, the Martian had seven nominations, which is some, like, I think I guess it was third most for nominations, but it did mm-hmm. not win any of its awards. So close. <laughs> and um, Spotlight, with six nominations, won two. Yeah. Including Best Picture. Best Picture. So. so. You could call it the big winner, but didn't really win anything else, no. so... Which I find, like, odd. Like, you can say it's the best movie, but, like, it wasn't the best at yeah. anything in particular. <laughs> it's like, it's the best movie, but the acting wasn't the best. Yes, the, the writing script, wasn't the best. No. Technically wasn't the best. I know. So. I mean, like, we saw Spotlight. We both yeah. really enjoyed it, but it's just how the award system, like, were, I don't understand. I mean, it's so arbitrary. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, let's talk about how they win yeah, how that friggin' works. Um, who's voting for the Oscars? How does this happen? I only kind of became aware of this and thought of this, I think, just this year when the stats were going around about mm-hmm. the average age and gender and all that stuff about the Oscar voters that made me really think, like, wait, who the fuck is, like, deciding these Oscars and, like, what's going on? And, like, obviously that's what we have to look at if we want to complain about diversity and stuff. Agreed. Um, yeah, so the voting committee is um, part of the Academy. So the, in, for this year, there was 6,261 members that were eligible to vote. And the way it works is that they're all um, in film industry professionals, whether, like, still active or not. Um, and they get to vote on... No, they get to nominate only in their specialty. So if they're a director, they're a producer, actor. Um, that's where the nominations come from. But they can all vote for all the categories. Yes. Which is problematic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. A, you cannot see the, all the movies. Especially if you're working on things. Yeah. <laughs> and have, like... I would say that there's no way they saw all the movies. And also, like, people have different expertise, and someone who especially maybe is focused, who's an actor, who grew up acting, may not know everything about the technical aspects. I mean, I sit there, and, like, I don't, technically, no idea about movies, really. (laughs) I mean, like, I have some sense, but, like, we were discussing the differences at this thing between sound mixing and sound editing, and, like, things like that, that, like... Yeah, Someone who's not doing sound might not know enough of the intricacies about it to be able to decide yeah. who's best. I find, even though I do know somewhat more about, like, the technicalities of filmmaking, but for me to watch a movie, like, individual actors, you can separate them out and say whether that was a good performance. But I don't know, and, like, writing, you can say mm-hmm. whether it was good, well-written, but just to watch a movie and be like, how do I know if this amazing shot or this look of this movie is because the director wanted it or because they had a really amazing cinematographer. Yeah. Like, the, they work very closely together, so it would be hard. How do you really know who to congratulate for yeah. that? 
and then just like it looks amazing but is that because like they edited it together really great or because the director wanted those shots or yeah. because like the colorist made it look really <laughs> great or like yeah. you know this, the, just so many you know, CGI people did these amazing the, yeah like, yeah I know and there's and uh, I just like I there's no way to really know that and I feel like on top of that everyone's voting for everything with not really enough knowledge mm. I think it'd be one thing if you were still just the thing is that if you were just voting within the same categories then you wouldn't need to do nominations because nominations and the voting would be the same right but mm-hmm. I don't know yeah it does seem maybe that I don't know People should stick to their own thing. But then I want to say, like, just because someone is professionally an actor doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that they mean don't know about exactly. So, so. Double-edged <laughs> sword there, I guess. Yeah, I guess just, I mean, it makes sense that they're all in the film industry. Not yeah. like, yeah. it's not critics' choice or whatever, you no. know. It's people who have worked these jobs and know how to make movies. Um, however... Um, you've probably heard these stats because I've seen them going around. Um, yeah. the Oscar voters, I don't know if this was this year specifically or maybe sometime in the last couple of years this it's survey was still done. still fairly recent. Yeah. Um, so the Oscar voters, 76% of them are men, <laughs> average 63 years old, and of course 94% white. Yeah. I feel like that right there is the entire problem. 94% anything is, is yeah okay. nothing for the other 6%. I know? know. Well, and it's like, then we have the whole, like, oh my god, there's no black nominees. That was a big thing yeah. this year. Yeah, there's also no Asian or Hispanic. Yeah. Or, like, you know what I mean? There's I no female. Yeah. Like... Six percent is not enough for every other ethnicity in America. Yeah. It's and I don't want to say, like, an old white man is going to be, like, super racist and only vote no, for white people. It's not that. Not. It's just you can't have numbers this strong in one direction and say it's just a coincidence that the nominees and awards are correlated with that. It's Well, and it's not necessarily, like like, intentional racism. I'm not saying that, yeah, these guys are sitting around being like, well, I can't vote for him. He's oh, black. I only well, want white guys. It's, racism is deep-seated exactly, cultural things. So. I agree, but it's... And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not like a bunch of evil men, necessarily, but it's... No. They're ingrained in the culture, and there's no diversity in the actual people voting for this, so you see no diversity in what's being nominated. Yeah, and really, you could go further and say, I mean, the real problem is diversity in the industry. Of working, course. Like, gender and LGBT and race. So, we're not seeing as many women and people of color in those positions to even be considered to be nominated because they're just not being given the work. The, yeah. So Opportunity. They're already, like, got that disadvantage, and then you put this kind of voting pool <laughs> on top of that, and this is what you end up with. Yeah. People tend to vote for the things that they know and understand, and yeah, old white men know and understand old white men. Yeah. It would be, if the numbers were skewed in the total opposite direction, it would be the same 
like you have the same skewed statistics in a different way. Like, yeah. Um, and I agree the the main issue when it, if we take away everything else that we say today, the main issue is opportunity. Absolutely. From the bottom, just getting in the yeah. industry all the way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a little bit more about who's voting. Uh, like I said, they're all film industry professionals, um, mostly U.S. based because this is a U.S. Academy thing. Um, almost half are active filmmakers. That's good. Um, yeah. And, uh, 22% are actors. Um, and the, we mentioned the Producers Guild of America Awards. Mm. Um, their awards body, their membership, uh, overlaps the most with the academies. So... Uh, their results often predict the Oscar winners because it's the same people voting. Um, I wonder, I find that interesting just because, like, you don't hear a lot about the Producers Guild. Like, the Screen Actors Guild Award, like, the SAGs are on television. Yeah, because people stuff, know and actors and they want to see them. I think that, and also, they don't, the Oscars wouldn't want people to know all the results before they watch the yeah, Oscars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they don't want people to know. Um, but yeah, the PGA Awards have correctly forecast the best winner, best picture winner for the past seven years in a row. Yeah. It's been the same. So. Including the tie in 2014. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So it's yeah. basically producers voting for producers. Yeah. In the Producers Guild and in the Academy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, I think there's more producers than anything else generally like on a f- film so yeah I, guess. I think for the award that's limited to four that's what yeah but i'm see. just saying like that's probably why there's so many of them in the academy and yeah if you go overlap. like by percentage of like individuals like in the industry there's a lot of producers a lot of producers a lot of people throwing money around <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know what exactly gets you producer credit i know it's obviously money yeah, but there's but, other... Like, what's the difference between, like, a uh, production company and producers? I don't know. I've never produced any. Okay, I'm going to look into that later. Okay. Because <laughs> then the, I know executive produ- producers are more, like, really just overseeing because they're, like, it's their company, you yeah. know? They're kind of just making sure the wheels stay on and yeah. you're getting everything producers, done and not going crazy with budgets. And yeah. Like, producers can be really involved on set. And like executive producers are just like I own the company that's mm-hmm. being the production. I feel company. like it's kind of like stage managers, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. Like if I were to think theater wise, like just yeah. everything staying together. Yeah, they're just making sure the movie gets produced. <laughs> <laughs> we're smart. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so in reference to the lack of diversity at this year's nominees and the stats of who's actually voting, the Academy president, Cheryl Boone Isaacs, mm-hmm. um, did express her disappointment in the lack of diversity, um, particularly because she is a black woman. Mm-hmm. And she's recently elected as the head of the Academy. Mm-hmm. I find that odd. That they won't, like, vote for black people, but they voted for a black woman to be their president? Some people think it was in reaction. They're like, we'll give 
<laughs> I don't know if it is or not. Obviously, I can't say that. And yeah. I'm not saying she's not absolutely deserving of it. I'm just I'm, saying. Yeah. <laughs> some people, especially after last year's awards and this year's, like, I don't, I think she yeah. was, be- I don't know if it's before or after the nominations this year, but, like, there was issues last year with it, too. Yeah. Um, so she did have something to say about it about this year in particular, and said that they were working... I'm just going to turn that off. Okay. Um, (laughs) Said that they were working towards um, diversifying their Mm -hmm. committee. Um, She said this isn't unprecedented for the Academy in the 60s and 70s. It was all about recruiting younger members to stay vital and relevant. And in 2016, the mandate is inclusion in all of its facets, gender, race, ethnicity, and sexual orientation. Uh, We recognize the very real concerns of our community, and I so appreciate all of you who have reached out to me in our effort to move forward together. So nothing's going to change. I don't think it'll change much next year, but... I think that the more stink we make about it, the more that they're going to have to give in and do something about it. Yeah. It's just how fast it can change, you know? That you worry that it's going to be like, well, over the next ten years we'll see some improvement. Yeah. Like I think she did actually it. talk about, like, a goal by 2020. I feel like she had a specific uh, yeah, I think goal. I don't remember. I remember reading it. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. She did have a specific year. Um, like we said, it kind of starts just at the bottom with opportunity and getting people just in the industry mm-hmm. to get them there, ready to be nominated and ready to win. <laughs> <laughs> and then having people on the committee who will give them, nominate them yeah. and vote for them. We're going to talk a little bit specifically about race and the Oscars, which after the last two years has become a very big deal, particularly the Oscars so white hashtags and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's because specifically this year and last year, (laughs) all 20 actor nominees were white. Yep. Because apparently not one single black role was good enough for nomination. Especially last year with the film Selma was a huge deal that there was no black acting nominations. Yeah. Especially for the guy that um, played Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. I can't pronounce his name. David O. O David O. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had that somewhere. Did I include that? Um, Maybe. But yeah, I did read something um, about the Selma controversy. Um, yeah, so specifically this year, um, a lot of people were talking about the movie Creed mm-hmm. and that they thought it missed out being nominated for Best Picture and nominated for the actor Michael B. Jordan and the director Ryan Coogler, who are both black men. Um, the only, <laughs> first of all, the fans loved it and it made more than a hundred million at the box office. So it was by all means a success. Yes. However, its only nomination was best supporting actor for Sly Stallone. Yeah. I, <laughs> which, I mean, 
Okay, I'm gonna maybe keep my opinions about that to myself. It's not my favorite actor in the world. Um, But on top of that, just the fact, like, it was kind of supposed to be, like, about Creed, like, Mm -hmm. Michael B. Jordan's character and all... Anyway, I I was... Just reading that sentence was, like, hilarious. It felt like they just gave, like... Sylvester Stallone, it was more just like an Oscar be like, congratulations, welcome back to You're a good still movie. Alive. <laughs> like, and it had, that was the only thing that I got, and no, and just wasn't even considered other than Yeah. That. I didn't see it. I didn't see I it either. I don't have really any interest in boxing movies, but I know people have loved it, and like, in um, talking about best picture stuff, like some people were kind of including it in their little jokes and kind of videos and funny stuff, mm-hmm. because they were like... Like, honorary mention, like, we think this should have been nominated. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it did well with, like, fans, critics, and the box office. Like, yeah. I don't understand what constitutes best picture if those three things all being good don't equal a best picture nomination. Yeah. It's the kind of thing we can't just say that, well, maybe it wasn't one of the best when there's this kind of obvious, just, yeah. like, consensus. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, it wasn't one of the best, but it's also, like, the only one who had... The only, like, contender. Maybe not the only, but one of the mm-hmm. contenders that was starring and directed by a black person. Yeah. And we're not even talking about other races. They're just... Yeah, that's the, thing, that's, that's the thing. Like, you don't even include... It's just... Like, there's no Asians or, his, like, Hispanic yeah. population or anything, yeah. you know? Um, another film that uh, caused a big stink this year, rightfully so, was Straight Outta Compton, which was a massive hit film about a black hip-hop group um, with a black director and producers and obviously actors, and it was only nominated for its writing, which was a bunch of white guys. (laughs) Again, it's so, like, (laughs) just reading that is hilarious. (laughs) Like, the only recognition these movies got were the white people. Yeah. It also didn't win that, but either way, like, you, like, the fact that straight out of Compton got nominated, like, it's white people got nominated. Like, there's, like, four white people that worked on this movie. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so, like, it was a big, like, monumental film, too, just in terms of, like, it's a lot about the early years of hip-hop, and it's a lot of black culture and stuff involved, obviously, in this film. And yeah. I don't, I don't understand Academy. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> but um, whitewashing in the Oscars history is definitely not new. Um, no actors from ethnic minorities were nominated in 1995 or 1997. Um, and there was an extraordinary streak between 1975 and 1980. With no Brutal. people of color being nominated. That's just for acting mm-hmm. Oscars. I'm not even talking about all the other ones, but I mean, those are the most um, like visible, like most famous kind of. Yeah, we see actors. They're the kind of more celebrities of all the jobs that would be nominated. So it's really obvious when there's lack of diversity and. Yeah. Those categories. Let alone, like, winning. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so few nominations, and then because of that, like, the amount of, of black actors and actresses who have won awards. 
yeah. is like shockingly small. Mm-hmm. Very few have been won or nominated more than once. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. It really does seem like a oh, we'll just give them this. Yeah, once in a while, like we'll give oh them Denzel. Them. Okay, he can have one. Okay. <laughs> well, he had yeah. two, but either way. <laughs> Yeah, and then they'll say stuff like that. Well, this person won, and this... I know. Well, like, yeah, you can name, like, five of them. I can name, like, a hundred white people who've won Oscars. I know that, like, for actresses, the, um, Hattie... Oh, I forget her last name. But she won for Gone with the Wind. She was Mm -hmm. the... As supporting actress. And they're all like, well, look, that was, like, 1939. And I'm like, yeah... That doesn't... <laughs> and then no other actress won for, like, 45 years. I'm like, I don't understand this argument. Like, you're proud. Like, look how progressive we were in the Academy in the 30s. We gave an award to a black person. I know. Like, oh my gosh, it's awful. Yeah. That's the, sadly the mentality a lot is, like... Oh, well, I saw a black person do this once, so, like, don't <laughs> black people do this. It's like, no, but that's, like, the kind of mindset we're, side, like, set up with, same with gender. Like, oh, well, I saw some women doing this, whatever, so you think, you know, like, there's not none. Yeah. So people are like, well, that's okay, but they're not really getting kind of pre- representative percentages, kind of, yeah. Agreed. Um, so, uh, we'll talk, I guess, a bit about Chris Rock hosted the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he is a black man. Really? And the majority of his stuff was, um, race-related. Yeah. He didn't, yeah. You can't, like, not nominate any black people and then have a no. black host and be like, still mention this. Though. And <laughs> it was interesting because there was some stuff that came up on Twitter, like, as the show went on, and it was all like, oh my god, we get it. We can move on from the race stuff. Okay? Like, there was comments like that, and mm-hmm. every time, and I was like, they were all white people saying that. Like, you know what I mean? When you're yeah. like, and you're looking at, like, the little, like, avatar pictures and stuff, yeah. and they're all white people, and I'm like, it's like, yeah, you'd like to move on because you don't have to fucking live with it every day. And, like, people of color are, like, I have a platform so that you have to fucking listen to this. Yes. Like, I yeah. think it's good that he made it his focus and didn't back down from that. And yeah, made absolutely. it a point throughout instead of just being, like, make a few comments at the beginning to kind of, like, acknowledge it and then move on. No, yeah, you... Even if it had been a white person or anyone like hosting you can't let that shit slide <laughs> like and they know when they hire someone like Chris Rock or a comedian like they're not gonna just like pretend to be on your side because you hired them as a host they have to like talk to the audience yeah. and the audience is like what the fuck <laughs> yeah I find um, we all thought like mo- the people that I was watching the Oscars, we all thought you did a pretty good job. He was pretty funny. Mm. Um, I've been hearing a lot of the argument. I got it from a couple of people when I was talking about doing this podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. Of well, you don't just want to nominate black people like just for the sake of nominating black people, and the argument upsets me so much because I'm like, okay. The thing is, is that there's worthy performances out there that mm-hmm. aren't being recognized. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, I don't understand this idea that, like, black people did nothing good enough to be acknowledged. Yeah. That's, but that's what people <laughs> think when, you know, a big uh, organization like the Academy is, like, telling you what was good this year. And you're just like, well, I guess no black people were, were good, good enough. But, yeah. like we said, that's, it's a part of a bigger problem. It and there were some actors... An actress, I think Julie Delpy was one of them that said stupid stuff like, yeah. oh, well, just maybe... It may be cringe. What's her name? Charlotte uh, Rampling? Charlotte Rampling. Yeah, yeah from she 45 said years. something stupid about, like, oh, well, maybe just no black actors were deserving. And I'm like, you can't, like, this is a bigger problem. Like, I'm sure sometimes that's true. Like, there weren't any people of color. But, again, it goes back to them getting the option to have parts good enough. Yeah, and it was a joke I think that Chris Rock even made. He was like, Leo gets a good part every year. Like, where's <laughs> the good part for, like, all the black actors every year? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bette Midler on Twitter said something really great, like, the Oscars are t- tonight, you know, the awards where Leonardo DiCaprio is overdue, but black people can wait till next year. <laughs> Oh like, my yeah, God. everyone's so excited about Leo, like, finally winning. But I'm like, why are... I didn't get the whole thing about Leo. Like, I know, like, he's a good actor, and he's been nominated a lot, and they're like, he's finally gonna get his Oscar. Like, he deserves it. I'm like, this isn't about his whole body of work. This is this one role being nominated. Yeah. So let's calm down, and he doesn't deserve it this year just because he deserved it all these other years, you know? I agree. It's and it's also really interesting because you both have, okay, he deserves it, and he shouldn't have to wait anymore. Meanwhile, no black actors are being nominated, or any minorities. Mm-hmm. And also you have people like Amy Adams, who's a woman who's been nominated, like, five times and never won, but, oh, she's not overdue yet, either. No. <laughs> so it's just, it's, I don't know, it's a ridiculous thing. I don't know why, with Leo in particular, it just attached itself, you know it what I mean? Became a thing, yeah. But it's because, for some reason, people have always thought that he really cares more than, you know what I mean? Like, he some actors care. care more or less, <laughs> yeah. but... I don't know. I just funny. don't like the way people were talking about, it. like, he deserved, like... Yeah he's due an Oscar and I'm just like it's not about like all of his work up till now no. it's each year that role yeah. and he's been like great but someone else has been better according to this. old white men yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright so let's get into gender and the Oscars woohoo our favorite topic gender yay <laughs> it's our women in film podcast <laughs> all over again <laughs> Right. So let's start with this year. What happened with women at the Oscars this year? There, we had the female winners. We have twenty-four categories. Ten of them had female winners. Mm -hmm. Woo hoo! I mean, two of those had to have female winners because they were for actresses. But yes. um, So we had the best picture spotlight, which is the award is given to four producers. Mm -hmm. Two of those producers were women. Mm Hmm. Um, we have Best Actress and Supporting Actress, of course, Obviously. Brie Larson and Alicia Vikander. Uh, Best Documentary Short Subject went to A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, uh, directed by Charmaine Obeid Chinoy. Good pronunciation. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good. You want to go? Uh, yes. Best Live Action Short Film went to Stutter and, uh, 
one of the ex- acceptees, that's not a word. I think it's directors <laughs> for sure. shorts. Is uh, Serena Armitage. Um, best production design, which was nice to see a woman, Lisa Thompson, as one of the two people who accepted. Yeah. So we've got four for Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Four out Good of job, six. Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> out of their six, four of them included females. So we've got production design, makeup and hairstyling, costume design, and film editing. Which was awesome, too. Film editing is not an award that usually goes to women. Yeah, very low percentage (laughs) of women are editors. So that's awesome. Um, Um, So yeah, those all had women winners and then best visual effects. For Ex Machina. Yeah, Sarah Bennett. Yeah, one out of four for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Some those of those are, are really exciting, though. Like, the film editing and having a woman mm-hmm. in for visual effects and stuff. Yeah. What's... Something. Production design. <laughs> yeah. Production design, makeup and hairstyling, costume design are... Have the highest percentage of women yeah. nominated, like 40%, which is hilarious because that's not a majority at no. all. But and they're considered, the like, the women's categories. Yeah. I read that, and it's like, oh, it's like the stereotypical, like, women's categories yeah. have, like, the highest percentage, and then it was 40%, and I was like, that's not even the majority still! What the fuck? And those are the women's <laughs> categories? I agree, because when I read it, I expected it to be, like, 60%, yeah. at least, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was, like, 40, and I was like, oh. And that's the highest. That's so upsetting. Of all these categories, that's the highest percentage of women being nominated consistently. Like, yes. Um, yeah, so that was this year, winners. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, in a lot of ways, just to kind of be slightly more upbeat about things, uh, is considered a good year for women at the Oscars. Uh, the article that I took this from, Tish, as usual, will give all the links, Yes. Uh, did also stress that... <laughs> It's not good in general. No. <laughs> it's just better than usual. Um, and that the Academy still has a very long way to go. Yeah. Um, and I would also like to stress that. <laughs> yeah. But on a positive note, um, they talked a lot about uh, women's stories being represented a little bit better this year because often films that are uh, have the Best Actress nomination, the actress may be nominated, but she's still in a story that's driven by uh, a male protagonist, a male mm. central figure who's the plot revolves around. And when they are in a film, they use Black Swan in 2010 as this example. Natalie Portman wins for Best Actress, but that film isn't nominated for Best Picture. Really? Yeah. Or... I don't know. I thought it was. I thought that was the example of when it had been Oh, when it true. had been true? Sorry, I may have gotten that backwards. I read a lot of stuff. The la- yeah, the last time that that did happen, that Best Picture also got um, Best Actress. Oh, sorry. Was that was the ba- last time it happened in 2010. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I got that backwards. <laughs> um, but they're just saying, like, it's it's not usual that, like, films that are driven by true female protagonists are recognized as, like, the best movies. Yeah. And this year we had um, Room, which was uh, nominated, Mad Max Fury Road, and Brooklyn, which is three of... How many nominations were there? Eight? Seven? Seven or eight? Yeah. Seven or eight. 
Um, and they're all movies that were driven by an, a true female protagonist. So I thought that that was good. And two of those had Best Actress noms for uh, Brie mm-hmm. Larson, obviously, who won, and... Uh, Sersha, <laughs> our favorite. <laughs> Sersha, uh, yeah, um, wow. yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I got tons of statistics, but okay. this is the kind of thing that like there is no yeah, definitive stats on this. So no. um, yeah, it was interesting. They did also mention like animated feature Inside Out because it's like the girl. It's a girl and her mind. Yes. Um, and also of the little characters, also three of them are mm-hmm. female gender. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's kind of weird. She's I'm like, they're emotions. emotions um, and uh, it talked about both documentaries, Amy being about Amy Winehouse and A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, which was an expose on honor killings in Pakistan. And I haven't seen it, but based on like what, like the clips and stuff, I'm a, it. Looks like it's mostly driven by, like, interviews and the point of view of women in Pakistan talking about these things. Yeah, they're the one being killed. Yes. So, in case you're wondering what honor killings are. Yeah. Um, they're not killing men. No. <laughs> and then we also had, um, this year, not necessarily about the awards, but the show, um, Lady Gaga's performance of Till It Happens to You from The Hunting Ground, mm-hmm. which was a documentary. Yeah, it was yeah. a documentary about uh, the rape crisis on campuses in the U.S. Right. I remember I remember seeing her <laughs> talking about it, but like I said, I didn't actually watch the show. Um, yeah, and she was joined on stage by male and female survivors of mm-hmm. sexual violence and um, did a really powerful performance. It was. We were actually... probably watch. <laughs> several of us were in tears. I mean, it's like, it's weird because it didn't win Best Song. No. But it's not, to be honest, it's not a song I would probably put on my iPod and listen to in that sense. No. But best performance of the night. Yeah. Performance. Hands and like down. Within just the context of that the documentary, I'm sure it was really yeah. important. And just the message, and it was, she did it really clean and very respectfully and mm-hmm. gave a voice yeah. to those 50 people who came up on stage with her, so I'm <laughs> getting a little teary-eyed. <laughs> Yeah, I saw, like I said, just, like, things from the internet of her, like, on the red carpet talking about, like, statistics and, like, talking about it because of the movie and mm-hmm. her song. And, um, yeah, that's one of the reasons to love Lady Gaga is that she talks about this stuff. Yeah. And brings Huge light to it. Yeah. And, um, violence against women was also a theme in the movies, like, Mad yeah. Max, Room, and A Girl in the River all had that. Mm-hmm. So... Good for women. Well, it's better to talk about it than not be talking about it. Yeah, it's good that um, movies like that were nominated and won and stuff. Yeah. They're visible. We're telling women's stories. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I think some obvious issues are that how many women would be nominated if there weren't specific categories for women. Yeah, there are those two <laughs> acting categories that they're definitely going to win. Uh, <laughs> it's a big thing, and I I remember someone making a joke about, like, well, we can just have, like, best black actor, and I'm like, mm, that's not really no. the same thing. No, we don't need to do that. No. 
And Chris Rock again talked about like why do we have to have best woman and best? He's like, it's not fucking athletics. You're not sprinting. He's like, <laughs> you can both have the ability to act. We can just have best actor, and people could just actually nominate women in the same category as men. That is very true. That that's the only one that's divided. Yep. And really, it's a skill and it's work like any of the other ones. Yeah. But because it's more character and personality, like, we see the gender more, it seems obvious to split genders like everything else in the world. Yep. It's <sighs> interesting. And, uh, also women on the red carpet is <laughs> a lot more, uh, about how they look and obviously what they're wearing. Well, yeah, most of the, <laughs> like, Oscar coverage that I was checking, like, seeing on Tumblr and stuff was just Best the and pictures. Yeah, of, of their dresses, which I love. I love seeing the pretty so dresses. So do I. It's like, don't get me wrong. I love pretty dresses. It's a fashion show before the awards show. That's yeah. fine. Um, you know, but you were talking about they're getting, interviewers are getting better with their questions for women. Yeah. It felt a little pointed this year because, like, there was after last... I think it was after last year that it kind of finally exploded and everyone was like, why do you only ask women who they're wearing and yeah. all this? Well, like, the women being asked these questions were replying back, like, do you ask all the men this and yeah. stuff? So they had to adjust. And they, it definitely felt like... Because I didn't... There was... I don't remember what, like feed or channel or whatever. <laughs> feed. Oh my god. The <laughs> such the internet like, generation. I don't know what channel we were watching. Yeah. But like it clearly felt like there was a pointed like from on high being like yeah don't ask the women who they're yeah. wearing. Because I don't think I heard it once and I'm like oh we're being. Which is not necessarily a bad thing but I was like we're being super conscious about it. And after yeah. years of being the only thing I've ever heard a woman being asked on the red carpet it was very noticeable. Yeah. And I couldn't cross it off my bingo sheet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's how, like, change starts sometimes, is that, mm-hmm. you know, the public kind of call out people on their shit, and they very obviously make a change, even, you know, just to, like, appease people, but that starts, like, we see it less on screen, so then people act like that less in life, like, it feeds each other, so... Mm-hmm. They're making a very distinct change, so it's hopefully soon it will just be more <laughs> natural to just ask everyone the same kind of questions. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, it would be fine if it was, like, a fashion show, like, a interviewer from, like, a fashion program specifically yeah. asking everyone about what they're wearing. That's one thing. And, like, it's a red carpet. What you're wearing is part of this of whole course, show of thing. So it's there, but to be like, yeah, let's do like a camera like up and down this woman. And, and she's the mani cam. Because mani-cam. now even your fingers matter that way. Oh much. my god. I cannot imagine being done up for one of those events where you're literally just like probably like airbrushed every inch of your skin and like everything so fucking perfect because like everything's HD now. You can't get away with I anything. Know. Busy. Every fucking pore, every hair. But like on top of that, like I'm a messy and clumsy person. I'd be like, like three minutes in, have like smeared crap all over the yeah. back of somebody else's dress or something. <laughs> like, oh, that would be bad. Bad news. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I understand. Like the fashion element is huge, mm-hmm. but it's just that women were on- that was the only thing they weren't being asked about anything about. Yeah. Film, which is supp- supposed to be why we're gathering. 
as a celebration well, of film. It's just a fashion show. Anyway. It's a fashion show for the ladies just, and awards for the men. Of course. Just men. I was going to say something rude, <laughs> but, you know, men giving awards to other men, celebrating men. Yep. <laughs> the women just look pretty. Do they still have mostly or only women, like, being the little, like, statuette girls, like, holding them in the background? Uh, I think so. I didn't... Wasn't conscious of it, but I th- I'm thinking it was a woman that was... Mostly, yeah. I think at some point, I remember some awards show, it was... They pointed out, like, the, now they had male and female. And it was, oh, like, okay. kids of people nominated yeah, and stuff that, like that. I, I think it's maybe the Golden Globes maybe. that it's, like, they choose, like, daughters or sons and daughters yeah. of, like, famous people. Yeah. <laughs> something like yeah. that. They're maybe like, not super famous, but, like, in, in the, the industry. In the industry, you're, yeah. like, involved in the awards. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we talked about this year's winners. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 24 categories, but um, overall, only 16% of all Oscar nominees have been women, which is crazy. (laughs) Wow. I mean, when it comes to, like, race and stuff, percentages, there's no, like, right answer of, like, what percentage people of color should be, because... You can compare it to, like, the U.S. population or whatever, mm-hmm. but with the gender across the board, around the world, it's 50-50. Yeah. So that's, like, a very, like, obvious, like, goal and, like, equality that we can aim for. So when you see something like 16%, it's, um, sad. Yeah. But that's... That's brutal. And, like, that's really low for awards, but like, women in the film industry at all is, I think, only around, like, maybe 30%. Yeah. So we're still, like, we don't get the chance, and then we don't get nominated for the few chances. Of course. That just goes back to opportunity being the biggest Mm -hmm. obstacle of these awards depicting any sort of diversity, because there's no diversity in the actual industry, so... Yeah, like, um, a woman has never been nominated... For best cinematography, which isn't really surprising when we already know only two percent of cinematographers are yeah. women. It's something that we talked a lot about in our women in film podcast. Mm-hmm. Some of these stats overlap maybe a bit with that. Yeah. But yeah, there's so few cinema female cinematographers. And like and it's one of the most important and respected jobs on a film mm-hmm. set, and there's so few of them. Interesting. Yeah, like I said, they work very closely with directors to mm-hmm. actually create the film you're seeing. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're largely responsible for the images, which is kind of an important part of a movie. I think so, <laughs> um I think the cinematographer it goes with women being from an early age discouraged from like mm-hmm. STEM fields because it is very technical. Agreed. Working with a camera, camera assistant, cinematographer, director of photography. So that starts young. Mm -hmm. They just don't get into it. I agree with that. And it's also such a male-dominated industry that it's sometimes intimidating to, as a woman, to Yeah, you're not only not encouraged, you are, like, discouraged. And, I mean, if you want to hear some horror stories, there's a Tumblr. um, Oh, we... (laughs) Fuck, what is it called? I'm sure oh, I mentioned it here uh, before. Like, we've men- we mentioned it before. Shit I'm people say to women directors yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And uh, just people telling their stories of just horrific 
sexism yeah. as like PAs and ADs, just like any position in the film industry. It's brutal. <sighs> yeah. It is intimidating mm-hmm. for some people to think, do I want to put myself through that? Yeah, and it takes really thick skin to be the trailblazer, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And also, there's just, like, do I put up with this and keep my job, or do I make a big deal about it and risk getting fired and getting, like, bad mouth around town? Yeah, (laughs) and pretty much blacklisted. It's a a small community, like, as much as, you know. It is, like, in Hollywood for sure, and it's all about who you know. Exactly. Um, They literally told us that in film school, like... (laughs) They were like, once you get out to, like, Toronto and Vancouver and you're, like, PAs and, like, working your way up, don't tell anyone you went to film school. They don't fucking care. You're just there to work. And they're like, it's all about who you know and networking. I'm like, well, I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's always how I feel, too. I'm not a networker. That's why we're friends. (laughs) Because we hate everyone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I picked a really great field to be (laughs) interested in. Like, of all the, like, artistic... And are you going to be, like, a solitary painter or something? I was like, no, I want to make movies, which involve hundreds of people. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, What other some fun stats? And by fun, I mean depressing. (laughs) Uh, The highest percentage of female nominees was in 1994 at 26%. And it immediately dropped to 16 the following year. <laughs> a little glimmer of hope. No. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. And I'm sure we've mentioned this before. Only four women have ever been nominated for Best Director, and only one woman has won. That Yeah, Catherine yeah. Bigelow, Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's brutal. Highest percentage of female winners was in 1929. That's the second Academy Awards. (laughs) Not so long ago. You know. (laughs) It was, yeah, because then... Like, 80 years ago. (laughs) They added more technical categories. After that. After that. Yeah, and then it dropped dramatically. Well, yeah, because there wasn't as much technical stuff when we started making films. Well, and also, like, at the beginning... I mean, it's interesting because film was kind of an industry that women could be in... Mm-hmm. Because women could be actors, well, actresses, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Because they couldn't be in every public sphere at the time in terms of jobs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but, like, at the same time, it's like, they did not do any technical stuff. It was just... That's not true. There were know. quite a few, like, female directors were in the there? very early years. I mean, I say that, but percentage-wise, probably not. But, um... I was thinking more, like any of, like, the breaking technologies and stuff that they would have started mm-hmm. doing. I, think I feel like it probably wasn't very female-populated. Probably not, but also, because this was a new industry, mm-hmm. a new technology, because it was just starting, maybe it started more, somewhat yeah. more equal, That's and then... Because it's not it, already, like, no men's jobs. Yeah, it wasn't already a men's club, and then it, maybe as imagine. it got more technical, and because women weren't probably like really allowed to learn that in school and stuff like they got pushed out as the men could only do this so (sighs) there's certainly no lack of female directors or any of these jobs um they just don't get given the jobs and they certainly don't get recognized for it agreed (sighs) 
Um, yeah, talking about technical, um, <laughs> since 1928, only six female candidates have been nominated for special or visual or engineering effects. That's brutal. One yeah. one this year. Yeah, visual effects. One out of four. <laughs> one of four. <laughs> of six. <laughs> yeah. Um, have any other ones won? I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Only six. It doesn't say winners. It just says Content, uh, nominated. Yeah, we're nominated. So that makes me feel like no. Yeah. If only mm. six have been nominated. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, what else can we say about women in film? I feel like, obviously, we've talked about this before, and we talk about it, like, every podcast. I know. It's important. It's the only way. Um, yeah, we were talking about opportunity um, of the best picture nominees this year. Um a general to summarize what I saw in this article, um, mm. it was about one third behind mm-hmm. the scenes were women for all of them. And that's about what we found generally in our Yeah, that's not research. unusual. No. It's about thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's about that on screen as well for speaking roles, it's thirty mm-hmm. percent. That sounds about right. Which we also learned to men is so many. So many. <laughs> oh my god. If only the women would stop talking. <laughs> it's about equal, right guys? We could also talk about age. Um, <clears throat> I was going to include that in the things we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. but then I was like, that's really a gender issue, because age it is, is for so sure. much more of an issue with women than men. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so men are allowed to get old. Women are not. Exactly. And we've been talking about that a lot. Um, like, Amy Schumer did that sketch about last fuckable yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on screen, there's definitely, like, an expiration date, and very few roles for women uh, over a certain age. Um, and just, like, very few stories written about senior people, anyway. But um, men are allowed to be old as long as uh, we put a young, hot woman alongside them. Yeah. Well, and then there's also, like, this huge age disparity yeah. between the lead actor and actress. That yes. can sometimes be awkward. Especially in old movies. Like, Audrey Hepburn was always with, like, men that were, like, 20, 25 years older yeah. than her. But, like, they were always lovers. And I was like, what is happening? I remember <laughs> watching... What's someone? Is it Funny Face with her and Fred Astaire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... <laughs> it doesn't start as, like, a love story. He's kind no. of, like, a mentor. And then at the but end, it... they're, like, in love. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Also, when she worked with Cary Grant, he was a lot older than her. Mm-hmm. Like, just over I mean, and over. She was just happens to be one of the ones that I know was, like, continuously yeah. put with much older. But it's, it's just, I mean, it's still common today, but it was, like, hugely common. Yeah, those are, like, the, like, beauty ideals. Like, mm-hmm. the young, like, Audrey Hepburn and then men of that age were the mm-hmm. stars. And we just continued on that lovely tradition yep. <laughs> in, on screen. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff we've got here we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, how about from 2006 to 2015, women constituted 24% of the producing nominees. That's for Best Picture. 13% for Writing. <laughs> and this year... Women have four nominations in the writing categories, tying the all-time high from 2007. Wow. Brutal. They let us write movies? Some of them. (laughs) They don't let us win, though. No. Um, 
a brief journey into the Oscars and the LGBT. Yeah, there's not a ton of statistics because this isn't really like sexual orientation isn't something you can um, get stats on as easy as like gender and race. Those are definitive things that <laughs> yes. people will like put on survey or whatever when they get these statistics, you know? Um, but we can talk about, obviously, this year, Sam Smith, who won for Best Original Song, uh, Writings on the Wall from Spectre. Remember um, that time we heard it twice in a row? Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, I don't even like this song. And then, like, two days later, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> it is a good song. It's not a... Yeah. I just, I just didn't like hearing it twice in a row. Yeah, that was weird. Um, anyway, he incorrectly referenced um, yeah. an article in which uh, Sir Ian McKellen talked about uh, no openly gay actors have ever been nominated um, and he just incorrectly heard that as no openly gay actors have ever or, uh, no openly gay men yeah. have been nominated for like anything so he kind of put his foot in his mouth yeah a little bit <laughs> there have been openly Gay people who have mm-hmm. won Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, I listed some here. Yes, uh, she did. Dustin Lance Black uh, won, yeah, for screenplay for Milk in two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Elton John for song, song something. Um, Melissa Etheridge also original song. Stephen Sondheim for something music. Yeah, um, and Score, Angelina probably. Jolie won supporting actor for Girl Interrupted. She's mm-hmm. bisexual. Yeah. Um, then there's a few more, but those are the ones I listed. So, um... Yeah, Dustin Lance yeah. Black, I know, in particular, had a reaction. <laughs> reaction to Sam Smith. Yeah. I feel like it's unfortunate because he got very attacked. Like, like, you got your stats wrong! Yeah. But, yeah. like, he meant... He he was trying to do, it like, a positive thing and, like, be like, let's go. Like, it's fine that we're gay. And, like, I'm, he dedicated it to, like, to the LGBT community mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. But, like, oh, you got your stats wrong. Doesn't yeah. Because just the way he said it was kind of like, I'm only the second for, like, gay man to win an Oscar. And it was like, yeah. you know, if you're going to, like, reference, like, it's your Oscar speech. Like, you might wanna... get that shit down yeah. before you go there. I'm just saying. And... What he was trying to reference, we've talked about on this podcast before in one of our movie news segments, Mm -hmm. and it was Ian McKellen in particular talking about um, straight men win Oscars for playing gay men all the time, but gay men don't win Oscars for playing straight men. Yep, because gay is such an anomaly. It's so difficult to be gay. (laughs) To to pretend to be gay. Yes, unique and special people. (laughs) So, like, that's... That that is the like article and quotes that he was referring to, or mm-hmm. at least as far as I know. Yeah, um, um, Ian McKellen was referring just to actors. Yeah, not Oscar winners. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, Tom Hanks, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Sean Penn have all won Best Actor for playing gay men. Mm-hmm. Like it's really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's considered like that, like that thing, like. Like yeah, I think it's considered almost like a disability that like you yeah. have to portray, and I'm like it's just gay. Like I don't understand. Yeah, they're treating it as if it's something special and different, mm-hmm. and like just difficult for a straight person to play a gay person, not realizing that gay people are just people. Yeah, all it is is the gender of who they're interested. In. Like, 
I mean, love can still be love, whether or not it's a male or yeah. a female. Although I bet all of those, and basically any movie like we've discussed, where there's gay characters, like it's about being gay. And, like, well, yeah, like struggles. Tom Hanks. It was I'm assuming for Philadelphia, which was like the yeah. AIDS epidemic. <laughs> so like it wasn't, you know. Yeah. So again, they're just acting like it's. Treating it like it's really something really special, difficult, when really yeah. it's just a person. Like, it's a character like any other character. Yeah, it's just one character trait. It's one trait of this character that you're portraying. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. They, there's a lot more to a person. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's about all we've got. Yeah. The Oscars and all the stuff we want to talk about, race and gender and LGBT. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, we tried to get to this one pretty quick because it's been so in the news yeah. lately. Um, you guys can always email us at inthemoviespodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet at us. Our Twitter is at in the movies pod, which we both check, but Tish does a better job. <laughs> um, uh, and if you have thoughts or feelings on oh, Oscar yes. so white, yeah. <laughs> or um, just generally the imbalances in awards, yeah, let us know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, so there's a link in the description of this episode to my blog where you will find uh, the post for this with all the links to everything we reference so you can check our sources and learn more, see all the pretty infographics, <laughs> and uh, get all the stats so you can learn more about what we're talking about. And you show our work. <laughs> yeah. I've cited my sources. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's there. And um, also... You should subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash vintage garbage, because we do movie reviews when we go to advanced screenings, which is fairly often. Yes. When we can actually go when there's not a snowstorm or they're holding my tickets hostage. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. We had two weeks in a row we were getting snowstorms on, uh, yeah. on advanced screening day, but... Yeah, I won three in one week. And we couldn't go to any of them because we got 50 centimeters of snow. Yeah. Well, two were on one night. Yeah. So we were, could have only made two. One, the radio station wanted me to go pick up my pass. I was like, fuck you. And then it snowed. Yeah. We Canada. did finally see Deadpool the next week, though. We did. We didn't do a video for that because no. it wasn't really new anymore. But we have finally seen it. It was great. Yeah. I guess probably we'll talk about that in our, um... Something we look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Next week in our little This Week in the Movies, we'll talk about what we watched recently. Yep. And, uh, fun stuff. Have a good week, guys. <laughs> Bye.